Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for joining us for ASHP's podcast, Insights. This series celebrates the experiences and perspectives of ASHP's diverse membership and explores ways to incorporate diversity, equity, and inclusion principles into pharmacy practice. I'm Aretha Hankinson, Director of Media Relations at ASHP. Our guest today is Amaryllis Amy Gutierrez, Vice President of Pharmacy Services at UC Health in Aurora, Colorado. Welcome, Dr. Gutierrez. So if you could talk to us just a little bit about your current role and the path that led you to this position. I'm currently the Vice President Chief Pharmacy Officer for UC Health. So it is a um, large, the largest Colorado health system, encompassing hospitals, um, infusion sites, uh, retail locations, clinics, and I am the first VP for the organization. So I have a role overseeing a number of service lines for pharmacy, as well as a lot of our contracting, medication safety, um, system P&T committee, uh, just everything that we would encompass as part of a health system role. Prior to this, I was the chief pharmacy officer and senior vice president for Kaiser Permanente. So I oversaw the national pharmacy program and developed strategy for a large managed care organization, ran a PBM essentially there, as well as managed the growth and strategy of the pharmacy services across all the various different lines. Kaiser was a little different because it was also a payer and a provider, and we ran our own pharmacy. So it was very, very integrated, a health system. Prior to that, I was the uh, pharmacy director, chief pharmacy officer, for the Los Angeles County Department of Health Services. And that's where I started my career, actually. I was a pediatric clinical pharmacist. And I always, even to this day, I still consider myself a clinical pharmacist that's focused on patients. I remember being um, a pharmacist and working in the neonatal ICU and somebody approached me about being a leader. And I thought to myself, I I really enjoy the patient contact. And do I really want to give that up? And my first role as a supervisor, frontline supervisor, I asked, can I still round in the NICU? Because I really enjoy it. I really enjoy the contact with the providers, having an impact on a patient. But I realized as you grow in your in your leadership role, you impact not only one patient at a time as you do as a pharmacist, but you impact um, a number of patients. And as you grow, you actually have ability to impact more patients, either in a, um, by setting policy, by setting strategy, providing support to others, and kind of um, creating an infrastructure that helps promote that excellence and that role of the pharmacist in ensuring that patient outcomes are maximized. So that's what I realized that being a leader doesn't mean I'm not a clinical pharmacist. I'm just a clinical pharmacist on steroids. So <laughs> kind of term that. So that's what I tell people who say, do you want to be a leader? And I said, that's, that's probably where, where you're, what you're going to be when you get into this role. I've had a lot of experiences along the way that have actually molded the leader I am today. And most of my, the best experiences I've had is during times when things didn't go right. And I tell people, don't be afraid of when things don't go right. Cause that's when you learn the most. 
Um, and there is, there's something, the refiner's fire, you know, that's how usually some of these uh, precious metals get made. And that's how we as leaders get at, at really hone our skills and become better leaders because of the experiences that we have along the way, either whether it's regulatory, whether it's challenges with, I mean, we went through a lot through COVID, for example. Um, I've had challenges being on regulatory agencies. I was the president of the State Board of Pharmacy in California for a number of years and had a number of times where I had to deal with difficult situations, either with pharmacist licenses, with regulations that were pending. Doing that right now, I'm currently the on the Prescription Drug Affordability Board for Colorado, and we're the first time in the state's going to set upper payment limits to improve patient affordability for medications. So I've had a broad, I've been very fortunate to have had a lot of broad experiences in multiple areas of pharmacy, from health system pharmacy, hospital, managed care, retail, infusion. So that I think just, and I tell people truly really try to focus on, on tasting every part of pharmacy, because then you can find what really drives your passion. Because if you're doing something you're passionate about, I think you're going to, you're going to be a much better leader. So how did you decide that pharmacy was the career path you'd like to take? And how did you find yourself in health system practice specifically? Well, I, I guess I was destined to be a pharmacist because my mother was a pharmacist. So she was a retail pharmacist and I, and I actually am an immigrant from Cuba. So I grew up um, in, a, in an environment which was typical of an immigrant environment with limited access to healthcare and the ability for, um, for you to access it was a little different um, as when I grew up versus what, you know, what I experience now as an insured professional. And having those experiences um, really had me focus, and most of my career has been focused on this, is on medication access, on ensuring access to not only medications, but pharmacist care. I truly believe that pharmacists are integral part of the healthcare experience for patients, and we do things that really improve outcomes. And uh, sometime and over the course of my career, I've seen the dramatic change in terms of increasing our ability to drive those outcomes. But having those experiences early on, I remember uh, as soon as I could reach a reach a counter, I would be typing labels in my mom's pharmacy. And uh, not that she owned it, she worked there, but having the ability to interact with patients, I saw the impact that she had to patients. And I thought, this is something that I really want to do. And I started out in the retail, but when I got a taste of hospital and I got a taste of other types of practices in school, I realized that I really like the multifaceted part of pharmacy, which is health system, where it doesn't matter in the whole continuum of care, you actually have an impact in a variety of areas for that patient in terms of driving their outcomes. Is there a memorable interaction with a patient or a colleague that really influenced your perspective on what it means to be a healthcare provider? I think having the patients that we serve and getting the feedback from them um, in terms of how we've made an impact on their lives as pharmacists. I've spent time, um, even as a pharmacist before I was a leader, in helping patients at the bedside and demonstrating, just as a pediatric pharmacist, demonstrating to parents how to provide medications to their, to their kids. I mean, it's a difficult thing when you've got a young child 
Um, I've had many, so I, I've been there. But having to figure out you, uh, especially with a neonatal patient, figuring out how to give them their medication, uh, working with the providers to make sure we optimized it, the medication for that therapy. And neonatal medicines is a little bit of a science too, because of the, the fact that there isn't a lot of published literature sometimes for some of the meds that you use. So having the interactions at the bedside, I think were probably to me the most memorable um, in terms of having impact on patients one-to-one. So you mentioned your mom. Um, can you talk about any other inspirational people, professional, personal that you've encountered who've really influenced your viewpoint and and sense of of purpose as a a practitioner? I've had a lot of great leaders and colleagues through the years, but two that really stand out to me, um, one of them is Dr. Mitch Katz, who is the current CEO of New York Public Hospital System. He was um, a mentor of mine when I was at LA County Department of Health Services, he's the director, and his focus on patients. And um, even as the head of a huge department, he would still see patients in clinic. His focus on how, what can we do? His question was always, how can we better provide service to patients? And not only in in his day-to-day activities, but his strategy, he transformed the organization to be more patient focused and focused on outcomes. He was very inspirational to see how he did this and his just unattainable, I mean, just direct focus on ensuring that whatever we did was uh, patient focused. He was a great mentor. The other one um, that was very instrumental was Bernard Tyson, who I was very fortunate to work with when I was at Kaiser and he was the CEO of Kaiser. And again, um, made such great impact on managed care and patient focus throughout the country. So um, what Bernard Tyson did on managed care, I think Mitch Katz did on the public health service side. So they were both pioneers and they really drove some change and patient focus. And just to see how they did it and to be around them when these decisions were made, to me was really inspiring. When you work for someone like that, you learn from them, but it also inspires you to really do your best to kind of follow in their footsteps. Is there any, um, a specific takeaway from either Dr. Katz or Tyson that you could point to in your practice today? I think one of them is just never give up. I mean, it's, it's not, things are not always easy. And if you want to transform and make change, because I see them both as transformational leaders. And that's what I aspire to be. If you want to do, it's not always going to be an easy road. I think most of us have been through challenging leadership challenges, um, not only COVID, but there's, there's things that happen day to day. And just to have your eye on what the goal is and that, working with people and kind of infusing that positivity and the strategy and the direction and getting them to work with you because you're only one person as a leader. Your ability to really influence and drive the change towards a patient focused is is going to be the how you're able to translate that into others and how you're able to translate that strategy and be a leader that that drives some of that. So I, I think I learned that a lot from them um, because of the fact that they were able to transform healthcare in such great ways 
without, um, with really just it started as an idea, but it ended up being something that really transformed the roles that they were in. What kind of goals have you set for your career? What would you like your legacy to be? That's a great question. I think one of, I've had such, I've had so many great experiences with leaders that have inspired me. My goal is to be a leader that would inspire others so that I can help them along the career. Because sometimes when you're starting out or when you're a new leader, or even when you've been a leader for a number of years, you um, may not have all of the tools or the insight and having people think outside the box and looking at things from different perspectives, sometimes getting talking to someone and when they, you have this aha moment and it's like, Oh, well, maybe you could do it this way. I hadn't thought about that. So being able to be inspiring and I think be a mentor to others and to, to help them along their leadership journey to me is something that I'd like to leave as my legacy. And I've done that with a number of leaders that I have led through the years And it's so exciting to see them get to points where they're actually having an impact because I think that tells, that just kind of reinforces that that my leadership's made a difference. Yeah, so your fingerprints are on advances all over the country and in practices and and in patients all over the country, which is the end goal. So what words of advice, encouragement, or perhaps caution, would you give to a Latina or Hispanic student pharmacist, resident, or new practitioner? I think that remembering that you provide a perspective, um, given your background, we're all unique, and having someone that can relate to some of the patients that we serve to understand their background. I think sometimes, given my background, I have a little bit more um, ability to understand sometimes, like, like, I, like I mentioned, the ability to access care and whether you can really afford the medication that you're saying. Sometimes you're too proud to say it, but asking those questions and really diving down, why are you not compliant? Is it because you can't afford your medication? And you may not know that unless you've been in those shoes. So I think having the ability to drive change and also be a leader Um, I think we need more women leaders and more Latina leaders in um, in pharmacy today to step up and um, driving some of the healthcare access changes that we are challenged with, I think, across the country. Um, Don't be afraid of that. The other thing I tell students and, and new leaders that I that I talk to is try every part of pharmacy. You need to find out what you're passionate about. And unless you really experience it and 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 have a a sampling of what it's like. Don't necessarily, I I see a lot of pharmacists that graduate pharmacy school and they start down a career path. 10 years down the road, they're like, why did I do this? I should have done that. So I'm like, try everything. Just your your first years is get experience in all the different, find out what it is that drives you and you're passionate about because you wanna be passionate. We spend so much time in our careers you need to do something where you believe you're going to make a difference and really drives who you are. Just try to find that and then um, go for it and just lead in that, in that area. Away from pharmacy, you're very busy in pharmacy, but when you step away, what do you like to do in your downtime? I, it's changed over the, over the years. I am the mother of seven kids. So I can tell you that 
If you asked me that maybe 10 years ago, I would have told you that I was probably a Girl Scout leader, a soccer coach, <laughs> doing all sorts of things with my, my kids to give them the best experience. Um, I think now it's, um, I, do, I do a lot of reading. I also am an avid biker. And in terms of bicycling, not, not a motorcycle biking. <laughs> and I also um, really enjoy traveling. And I, my kids live all over the West Coast right now. So going around and seeing them, they're grown up. So getting to see them and how they're doing. So I do a lot of traveling along the West Coast. Also have been um, traveling all over the world to different cities. One day I'd like to make it back to Cuba. Uh, to see my roots and where, where I actually, um, my ancestors or my grandparents came from, but that's about, and and it just really uh, keeping in touch with the relationships that I've made through the years, friends, family and friends. That's really all you kind of leave that legacy as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it's definitely a through line. You can see the thread that people are really central to who you are and how you practice and um, the, the imprint that you've made on the profession. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. Um, and I'm sure we will hear much more from you in the future. Thank you, Aretha. Before we go, I encourage you to visit the Inclusion Center. This online resource showcases ASHP's longstanding commitment to nurturing the principles of diversity, equity and inclusion in the pharmacy community. And it features our vast collection of resources, as well as stories tracing the personal and professional journeys of our members. Check it out at ashp.org, DEI. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.